Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Deuteronomy. It is Friday, everybody, and that means that we are in Deuteronomy chapter four today, because don't forget, on Fridays, I do an Old Testament episode. We just finished up Deuteronomy chapter three, and we are now in a new chapter of the Bible, Deuteronomy chapter four, and we have a lot to discuss today. This is going to be talking all about the Old Testament. So grab your Bibles, whatever version you prefer, and let's read Deuteronomy chapter four, verses one through 14 today. I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. Now, of course, if you are driving to work, just sit back and uh, drive and... (laughs) (laughs) Just listen to the podcast as I go ahead and read it. But uh, make sure you grab your cup of coffee because it's a sleepy morning today. And let's read this together. Once again, that is Deuteronomy 4 verses 1 through 14. Now, Israel, listen to the statutes and to the ordinances which I teach you and to do them, that you may live and go and possess the land which Yahweh, the God of your fathers, gives you. You shall not add to the word which I command you, neither shall you take away from it, that you may keep the commandments of Yahweh your God, which I command you. Your eyes have seen what Yahweh did because of Baal Peor, for Yahweh your God has destroyed all the men who followed Baal Peor from among you. But you who were faithful to Yahweh your God are all alive today. Behold, I have taught you statutes and ordinances, even as Yahweh my God commanded me, that you should do so in the middle of the land where you go in to possess it. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of all the peoples who shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has a God so near to them as Yahweh our God is whenever we call on him? What great nation is there that has statutes and ordinances so righteous as all this law which I set before you today? Only be careful and keep your soul diligent, lest you forget the things which your eyes saw, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life, but make them known to your children and your children's children. The day that you stood before Yahweh your God in Horeb, when Yahweh said to me, Assemble the people to me, and I will make them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me in all the days that they live on the earth, and that they may teach their children. You came near and stood under the mountain. The mountain burned with fire to the heart of the sky with darkness, cloud, and thick darkness. Yahweh spoke to you out of the middle of the fire. You heard the voice of words, but you saw no form. You only heard a voice. He declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, even the Ten Commandments. He wrote them on two stone tablets. Yahweh commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and ordinances, that you might do them in the land where you go over to possess it. So quick disclaimer before I begin, <laughs> I, uh, I messed up and I want to correct myself and apologize to you guys. If you listen to Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday's episode, I talked about how the last rebellion kind of happened with the water. I don't know if you guys remember me talking about that. That was on Wednesday's episode. I was forgetting that the people had rebelled after that and they had worshipped Baal when the Midianites came in and tried to get them to worship Baal. And also there was another incident with a bunch of snakes. (laughs) So there was a few more rebellions after that. And I totally forgot about those. So I am sorry for getting that wrong. And that is my disclaimer before I start today's episode. But okay, let's go ahead and talk about Deuteronomy 4, what we just talked about. 
So basically what is happening is Moses just finished talking about the history of Israel and is now going into the commandments section. He's moving into the law. So he says here, listen to the statutes and the ordinances which I teach you and do them that you may live and possess the land which Yahweh your God gives you, basically. Moses is saying that these laws are life. The Old Testament law gives people life. And now, of course, since we have the entire Bible, we know that we have life through Jesus Christ. The Old Testament laws have been fulfilled. They are not over or done with yet. That is clear in scripture, but they have been fulfilled because of Jesus's blood and sacrifice for us. So all of this, where Moses is basically talking about how wonderful and how good the law is and how the people need to listen to it, respect it, not add or take away from it, because that's what it says here. You shall not add to the word which I command you, neither shall you take away from it. And that is actually repeated, that command in Revelation. At the very end of everything, it actually says that anybody who adds to the words of the Bible or takes away from the words of the Bible... God is going to add to them punishments, <laughs> is what it says. So we got to be very careful and diligent that we don't add words to scripture or teach our beliefs as fact, like as biblical fact, because that in a way is adding words to scripture because opinions on stuff typically are not biblical fact. We got to teach them as opinions. So of course, the Old Testament and the New Testament line up with we do not add words to scripture and we do not take away words to scripture. This is why it's very important to test what you are hearing and to test your pastors by reading the passages yourself and researching. We have so many tools nowadays where you can research the Bible in any area that we really want to research it. For example, if your pastor is talking about... Um, I don't know if he's talking about love, let's just say you can literally type in to like you version, the Bible app verses about love. And then you version will give you a bunch of different verses about love. And you got to make sure that those verses about love line up with whatever your pastor is saying that love is. So it's, it's very important to test everything you hear with scriptures. And that's also biblical. There is a verse about that where it says, test everything you hear with the Bible. <laughs> Because we do not want to be uh, misinformed about scripture. We do not want to be uh, led astray because the Bible is truth. Here's what it says right here. The Bible gives life. The Old Testament gives life is what Moses says. The law gives life. I don't know how many times I can repeat that. <laughs> but yeah, my point is, if we start going and following whatever new crappy teaching is out there that claims to be biblical, we are falling away from the truth. And when we start to fall away from the truth and start following lies or something that uh, pretends to be truth but is a lie, then we are no longer following the right path. We are not following the path that leads to life. Whether we are starting to go down a rabbit hole of darkness. <laughs> One of the best ways I ever heard the, the Bible described as is it's a excellent guidebook for life. Like how you can live your life to the best ability, basically. That is a really excellent way to describe all of scripture. And that includes the Old Testament. So now, of course, Moses is going into how excellent the law really is in all of this. He's saying that it gives life. 
He's saying, do not add or subtract from it. That's in verse two. And then the third point that he makes is that we need to remember it. Not just remember the good stuff, but also remember the past rebellions, the bad stuff. That is why Moses was giving the entire history to the Israelite people. He was reminding them of all of their past rebellions so that they do not repeat them in the future. This is why history is very important and why we need to uh, remember it. So Moses' third point, remember scripture, but not just remember scripture, remember your past actions and remember the good things that God did for you. Remember everything. I actually um, keep a note in my purse. I keep a note of all the past things God has done for me, and I haven't updated it recently, but it's a note that I keep around with me at all times. It's in my wallet that reminds me of things God has done for me in the past. I really need to update that note. It's It's been several years. But it was something that brought me a lot of comfort during hard times for me, was I'd look at that note and be reminded of all the awesome things God had done for me, the blessings he had given me in the past years. It is extremely important to remember the good things God has done for us. And our memories as humans are just so bad. <laughs> We don't remember things very well, specifically the good things, because when a problem is like right in front of us, we have a really hard time seeing past that problem and remembering the good things God had done for us. It's it's very hard to do. It's very hard to do. I struggle with it a lot. So that's why I keep that little note with me. But all of that kind of brings me to the fourth point that Moses makes is that the children need to be taught all of this. Now, I'm not a parent yet. I would like to be someday. But I'm not yet, but my entire family actually worked in the schools, including myself for a time period. <laughs> in fact, I have had exposure to every type of schooling. I was homeschooled, I was private schooled, and I was also public schooled, and then I worked in a boarding school. So, <laughs> so I had access to many different kinds of schools, if not all of them. And actually, I even had a little bit of online school there for a moment when I was in um, college. So I've been exposed to many different types of schooling, but the one thing that I have seen all across the board, unfortunately, and this is not with every parent, please don't think that I am lecturing you. I am not if you're a parent. But one thing I have seen consistently is the lack of involvement of parents for their children. Many parents often let the schools raise their children, and then they wonder later on why their children turned out to be um, <laughs> not so good. And that is because the parents themselves are not teaching the values that they hold dear to their children. They are just allowing these teachers instead to teach what the teachers hold dear to these children. But God says many, many times, teach your children. He is talking to the direct parent. He's not talking to uh <laughs> to public school teachers. He is talking to the parent. He says, teach your children these things. So every single person who is a parent needs to actively be involved in teaching values and morals and scriptures to their children. And that's Moses's fourth point here. Be actively involved in your children's lives and teach them the law. Teach them what God has to say. Teach them to remember Teach them not to add or subtract from scripture. Teach them all the good things God has done for you and for them over their 
entire course of their lives, but then also teach them to obey the scriptures. But the the thing about this, though, is <laughs> children are very, um, with my understanding of children, they are very in tune with their parents and how their parents feel about specific issues. And if a parent themselves are not obeying the scripture, but teaching their kids to do it, why would these kids want to do it? The same goes for church. If a parent is going to church and taking their child, and the only reason the parent wants to go to that church is because they think their children needs church, and they're just sitting and waiting for it to be over for themselves, kids are going to pick up on that. And I do believe that is one of the reasons why once college age hits, kids are out of church. And that, that's something that's a very passionate subject for me. I run a college and career group and uh, I, I, I just see this issue. And that was one of the reasons why I started this college and career group at my church was because I wanted college age students to have a place where they could connect and continue going to church in that way. And there's a need for that, for sure. A lot of churches don't even have a small group for college age students. And I'm very lucky or blessed <laughs> that my church allows me to continue running the college and career group. But yeah, I mean, Moses has excellent points here about the law. And this is the introduction to everything he is about to say with these four points. Obey it because it gives life. Secondly, don't add or subtract from it because that's going to lead other people astray. Thirdly, remember what God has done for you in the past and also remember the problems you had in the past so you don't repeat them. Then fourthly, teach your children all of these things. Now, this brings me to my last point. I'm not going to try to go too long with this episode. And this is me <laughs> bringing a point in. I'm not adding to scripture, I promise. <laughs> I'm asking a question more so. Should Christians follow the Old Testament law? Because I do believe this question applies to what we are talking about today. Because Moses gave the people all of these ordinances. God gave the people the law. And we still have it to this day. We can still read it. We can still understand it. So should modern Christians follow the Old Testament law? This is a question I have been pondering for a long, long time. Um, this is similar to like the Messianic Jewish community they are Christians, but they also are Jews who follow the Old Testament law and I actually know a handful and they are very biblically sound people. But then there's the other group of people, the Christians who say, no, we shouldn't follow the Old Testament law because then that brings us back to a period of non-grace in a sense. We are covered by grace. We don't need to follow the Old Testament law. So there's a lot of conflicting arguments as to whether or not Christians should follow the Old Testament law. And here's what I say about it, though um, this is my own opinion. I do believe, yes, we are very much covered by grace. However, there are things in the Old Testament law that God gives us that are morality issues that I do believe we should be following and listening to. Anything that is related to a morality issue in the Old Testament pretty much has been retaught in the New Testament. And even Paul himself, when he was going around to the different churches, was teaching them to follow aspects of the law. So I don't believe that we shouldn't just totally abandon the law as modern Christians and be like, no, we shouldn't listen to it. We shouldn't follow it. Rather, I think we should look at what the moral issues are and follow those. 
The other things has been, have been fulfilled through Jesus's blood. For example, sacrifices. We don't have to do that. <laughs> that is counterproductive because Jesus already did that for us. We don't have to go and and slaughter animals anymore to take care of our sins. But then there are the other issues such as eating pork. Should we eat pork? Or should we get tattoos? Most of my friends have tattoos and they are Christians, but they do believe that under their freedom, they are allowed to go and get tattoos. And I'm not going to say that they are sinning because they do that. However, that being said, I do believe that moral issues in scripture, in the Old Testament, no matter what, if you break those, that is a sin. For example, not loving your neighbor, not loving God, uh, disrespecting somebody, hurting your parents, cursing your parents, any of that stuff that comes down to a moral problem, no matter what, if you break that rule, you are in fact sinning against God and against possibly another person. And perhaps at another time, I will go into that issue more in depth. But right now, I'm just going to leave you guys with a uh, happy listening and God bless. Yeah, I'm finished with this episode for today. Now, of course, Advent is around the corner, so don't forget to pick up your copy of the book that I just wrote, which is the Adore Advent Devotional for Teenage Girls. If you know a teenage girl, grab a copy for them. But I just hope that you all have a really great rest of your weekend and that you are blessed, of course. And I'll see you bright and early Monday morning for another episode out of Deuteronomy chapter 4. Happy listening and God bless. God bless.